You heard of the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. On this episode, we're going to look at the Gospel according to Moses. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Can you believe there are elements of the Gospels found in the Old Testament? And in this episode, we're looking at Psalms 103. Welcome to Inverse. You're watching me, Justin Kim, and my friends Sebastian, Callie, and Siku on the set in the studio. And we're covering the topic of the covenants mm -hmm. on this arc, this 13-week journey that we've been in the Bible. We're going to encourage you to go to inversebible.org where you can download our Inverse Bible study guides. And you can also go to hopetv.org slash inverse where you can see past episodes and catch up to where we are in our study journey, our study. <laughs> yeah. So Sebastian, can you please pray for us and we'll get into scripture. Yes, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, Lord, for the, the beauty that we see of who you are through studying the covenants. We ask, Lord, now as we look at the gospel in the Old Testament, according to Moses, may we be encouraged, may we be inspired, and Father, may we be humbled by the amazing benefits that come by entering into a covenant relationship with you, is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Siku, uh, I wanted to ask you, what are some elements that you remember from the last uh, three, four weeks uh, on the covenants? And then what are some highlights that you want to just kind of uh, hit and can kind of warm us up into this topic? Okay. Um, so we talked about the co uh, the first week talking mm. about, you know, the, the everlasting covenant. Mm. Um, and then uh, in the second week, we're talking about the 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 I guess the the elements that are part of the the covenant that God makes. So the terms and conditions, so to speak, the fine print. Mm. Um, and then last week we were talking about how this is not just in the New Testament, but we see this in the Old Testament mm. as well. So mm -hmm. these elements, the fine print of the covenant, the new covenant that God wants to make with his people, you find those elements in the Old Testament mm -hmm. as well. So this is not something new that he came up with, mm. you know, when um, Jesus was born. Yeah, I think one fundamental um, understanding that would really help, help all of, that's helped me and maybe help all of you, those you're watching, is you have the Old Covenant details and you have new covenant details then you have the old covenant response and then the new covenant response mm -hmm. and sometimes this can go kind of mix and match yeah, yeah. you yep. got old testament detail old covenant details and you have a legalistic response and the legalistic response can happen before Jesus can happen after Jesus can even happen now yes mm -hmm. then you have the new testament or new, new covenant details <laughs> same thing and then the new covenant response which is just like the real experience and just, uh, just, mm -hmm. yeah. And that <laughs> happened in the Old Testament. <laughs> that happened in the New Testament. And hopefully that's happening to all of us right now. Mm. And so these aren't just because you flip from one page from the Old Testament to the new page doesn't mean this just magically changed into, into another, another mode. Well, let's go to Psalms 103, which is found in the Old Testament. And we'll find components of the new covenant in the Old Testament in the gospel according to, to Moses, as it's creatively mentioned. And uh, Callie, can you read verses 10 through 14 for us? Yes. Verse yep. 10, mm -hmm. he has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. 
As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. Okay, that's a really beautiful, really mm-hmm. beautiful passage uh, part, part there. Um, I want to ask you all, uh, we covered two weeks ago that we looked at covenants, or contracts, and we looked at terms and conditions, and Sebastian, you supposedly read all these, these words. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> supposedly. So uh, let, let me ask you all, do you, do you when you read the with contracts, when you get a new job and whatnot, what's, what's, what's the part that you want to read the most when you, when you uh, look at all these? The compensation. So yes. she's looking about how much <laughs> will I make, the yes. bottom line, all right? <laughs> vacation, vacation time. Yeah. Vacation yeah, time. Vacation, that's okay, vacation time. Sebastian? Um, I, think, I think eternity <laughs> leave is what he looks <laughs> <laughs> okay, Siku. Probably Probably true. Uh-huh. Yeah. Get you back before <laughs> that the episode's over. <laughs> the, um, I think for me, I, I like to look at the the opportunities for growth and collaboration. You okay. know, so for me, I, I like to see okay, if I'm doing this well, where where can we grow and how can I be more creative and more involved in the process? Okay, okay, and that's um, found in, in contracts. That absolutely, that you, okay. you can you can say like, hey, this is how we do um, pay increase. This is how we do positional continuing yeah. education opportunities. Correct. Education I, I do read those uh-huh. in entirety. And so I, I like the I like the idea of investments, and I also like to see what are some of the other kind of membership benefits. Like, oh, we'll get a discount yeah. if you go to this gym, or yeah, yeah. we get a discount at this. Now, little what cafe. you're describing for me it sounds like benefits to me. Yeah, yeah you go to HR, human resources, and you're like, what are my benefits? Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, often, in some cases, that even though your salary may be not so much, even though the benefits may be so high, they often compensate. Or other cases, your salary may be very high, and there's zero benefits and zero insurance and that's zero right. anything and that's kind of like eh. so in this episode we're going to look at the benefits of this covenant experience so let's actually start off in verse one and we'll meet up to that apex that Callie just read so verse one see if you can sure. read for us bless the Lord O my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name hmm. bless the Lord O my soul and forget not all his benefits there we go who <laughs> forgives all your iniquities <laughs> who heals your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Okay, we'll stop there and pause. And what are some elements that you see either, what are some elements of the covenant, maybe some some parallels that you Mm -hmm. see, or some side benefits that you see that spin off of the covenants as well? One thing that I see directly parallel to Mm -hmm. the covenant is who forgives all your iniquities. Yes, bingo. Right, so we talked about just how he he remembers them no more. Yes. And so that that is a very key benefit there. Yeah, I mean, think about in this internet age and with all these records and surveillance, just imagine that your past and any trace of you has just been completely eliminated from the earth. That's Mm -hmm. crazy. And the Lord forgetting your your iniquities is even a deeper cleanse than that. Absolutely. That's right. Uh, And so that helps me kind of appreciate more uh, that God is much more powerful than Google, isn't he? Amen. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Um, another yes, another actually. thing you see there in verse three, where he says, "Who heals all your diseases?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of that that spinoff of being merciful, and um, and and this element that you know we all deal with health, and we have that famous saying, right, that people spend the first half of their life trying to achieve happiness and end up killing their health, and then they end up spending the last you know second half of their life yeah. spending all their wealth and happiness trying to regain their health. I think the rhyme is you get all their, their you spend your health to get wealth and then you spend your wealth to get your health back. Back, again. correct. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for Yeah, I just wanted to rhyme. <laughs> Go ahead. You're the MC, lyricist MC, here. MC Kim. Yeah, that's no. okay. 
<laughs> so I'm, I'm a Korean guy. <laughs> DJ, drop that track. Like so. Um, so I'm I'm looking at this idea that a person in this time that God heals as a benefit not just your spiritual infirmities, but your physical infirmities. Um, and this is, a, this is a really powerful idea because we, we see in the Bible that even when God called them out in Exodus, he's like, you know, I won't put upon you the diseases of Egypt. Mm, and the recognition right, right. that a lot of these things we see today as modern issues like cancer were actually present in Egypt. Mm -hmm. And God is saying through this covenant, not only am I gonna forgive your sins and your spiritual disease of sin, but I'm gonna deal with these physical ailments that you also deal with so that even your life now, before this covenant comes to full fruition, I'm still gonna give you blessings and peace on this side of eternity. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful uh, health insurance benefit mm. that, that God Absolutely. has Absolutely, yes, okay. And, and, and he goes beyond just healing our physical diseases. Yes. In verse four, who redeems your life from yeah. destruction. Yeah. I mean, that is that is just holistic. Whether you know your spiritual life, yes, you know when we think about God, you know, is ministering to us spiritually. Your physical life, yeah. your emotional life. Mm. Yeah. You know, like we're we're dealing with, um, you know, how do you call it? Dis despair. You know, feeling distressed, anxiety, um, anxiety right. um, even your emotional life redeeming that from destruction yeah. like redeeming our relationships so when it says life like it's so comprehensive that's mm -hmm. what i was looking for mm -hmm. it's a comprehensive redemption of our lives from all the types of destruction that we are at risk of mm -hmm. I and mean, that is huge comprehensive yeah effect. yeah and that, that word for destruction can be translated as pet in other translations and other connotations it just means utter non-existence this is condemnation destruction from eternity so not right. over only on the existential level right. but on the ontological, ontological level and if you <laughs> yes. don't know what these words mean then tough. Uh, no, sorry. It means in terms of your experience or in terms of the essence, the reality of it, mm -hmm. that God is on every single level saving us from that. I mean, it's very and comprehensive. I love the word comprehensive. And think also about that it. word redeem, because I love that, because, you know, um, my wife will always talk about things not being redeemable, right? Mm. Something is like, you can't get this back. And my dad used to say that, you know, experience is the best teacher, but a fool learns by no other means because there's certain things that you may learn by experience and you can never get yourself back to where you were before you had the experience. Yeah. And God is like, I can redeem any element in your life. Mm. Anything that has been destroyed, marred, corrupted, that's been debased, God is like, when you bring it to me as a part of this covenant, I can redeem it. It's not unredeemable. Mm. And that's encouraging because people make mistakes. Yeah. We go through epics and valleys in life where we're just like, I don't know how I'm gonna come back from this. Mm. And God is like, when you align yourself with me in this relationship, there is no element in your life that's not redeemable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I, I like verse five. Uh, it's not one of the, the big the big ones there, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but it just shows you the kindness and the goodness of God. In verse five, God says, who satisfies your mouth with good things? Uh, on a literal level, you know, he's feeding us, mm -hmm. uh, but on a on an existential level, <laughs> it's he's he says, hey, enjoy. Mm -hmm. uh, it's okay to have good taste, not just literally good taste in your mouth, but just experience the flavor of life. Jesus experienced, Jesus promised that I will give you life and life more abundant. 
Yes. Living life to its fullest. So this is our generation's you know, fear of only living once or fear of missing out. Or, yeah, and God's well. saying, hey, I'll give you the, I'm going to turn up the volume on everything mm. possible mm. so that you experience life to its best. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's just a great, you know, cherry on top of all the health insurance and the you know, <laughs> existential and then, you know, condemnation and all that stuff. Like God says, hey, he's a good God on top of it. Right. And, and in see, verse five, I see, you know, something that appeals to young people, mm. you know, satisfying your mouth with good things and something that appeals to older people mm. so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. And I mm. feel like kind of, you know, when you're younger, it's kind of, the, you know, the zest for life and, and you want to have good experiences and that kind of thing. And when you get, get old, I've heard from you guys that, you know, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> tell you, you ain't that far tell off, sis. <laughs> you're, you're, Don't let me out you on this episode. <laughs> on our next episode of <laughs> without CQ. <laughs> you violated the covenant. <laughs> but renewing your youth, you know, oh. so like, you know, as you get older and things, bones start creaking and, you tell know, us, tell us, tell things us. start hurting, so you say. <laughs> but one, one of the benefits that he says that would have an appeal for the older folks, renewing your youth like an eagle. So let's move on to verse 6. <laughs> verse 6 and uh, Siku, if you can read and put on your bifocal okay, there. Okay, verse 6, okay. please. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. All right, there are a lot of benefits in this passage, and we'll discuss them when we come back after the break. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Hey, welcome back. There are benefits to having your Bible in front of you and actually reading Psalms 103 along with us. And so before the commercial break, we were looking at Psalms 103 verses 6 through 10, of which Siku graciously read. What are some benefits of the covenant that you see there or parallels or other insights that you may uh, want to share? Well, let's Gosh. let's look at verse six, where he says the Lord executes righteousness mm. and justice for all who are oppressed. Mm -hmm. The we, we definitely live in a time where people are very activistic in their mindset. Mm -hmm. Right. We're always looking at some group or some individual or representative category of people who we feel are oppressed by the way that certain the way that things are done right now in the world. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says that one of the, the benefits of this covenant relationship with God is that he is going to execute righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. So this is not something that we necessarily have to fight for. And I think this is where we have to be careful, even in our championing for justice to be brought upon individuals. Mm -hmm. There may be a minor element of that on this side of eternity, but ultimately God says in his covenant, I'm going to execute that ultimately myself. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the benefits for that, mm -hmm. is that the oppressed do have someone looking out for them. Mm -hmm. So if you are oppressed, if you feel, you know, um, systematically pushed down, God's eyes are upon you and he is looking for that day of vindication. I, I love this, uh, this this little chunk that we just read because it's a comp it's kind of a, you got to read it together. Mm -hmm. Sebastian, what you just said is complimented with verse 10. Mm -hmm. Verse 10 says, He has not dealt with us according to our sins and punished us according to our iniquities. Mm -hmm. We often want, I think, Siku, you mentioned it in a previous episode or sometime, or it's in my memory, but you said it, that we often <laughs> want justice 
for that person, person. but mm -hmm. mercy for me. Right. Yes. And often we were very emotive about that and we demand it and we got very, and, you know, in this world of activism and that you're yep. talking about. But we see that we, if we place in, the, in God's hands, God has perfect mercy, perfect justice for all. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that, that, that right combination cannot be processed by the human mind. We are, ob we are not objective. Yeah. We, are, we are always bent towards that, that oh, yeah. inequality to be equal. <laughs> right. I don't, know, I don't know if that makes sense. That doesn't make any sense. I but, followed. Uh, but yeah, no, we, 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 are, we, we are dumb and we need God. <laughs> so, yes. so that's, 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 that's an easier way of saying it. Um, let's move on to verse 11 onwards. And this is what Callie read. Uh, I just love the phrasing that the Bible has there. As the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards them who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has it removed transgressions from us. What are some things that, uh, insights from the covenant that you see there, Kelly? Well, I think even going back to what I said about verse three, about just how much God removes sin from us and mm -hmm. how he really, how far he goes to reconcile us to himself. And it's just like, the author's just like grasping for spatial language, be like, how do I explain this to you? Mm -hmm. uh, for as high as the heavens are above, so far as the east is from the west, like that's that's the opposite direction. He's like, exactly, mm -hmm. it's so far. <laughs> and so, yeah, just again, just how God goes so far and there's no mention of what we do here, right? Again, it's just, it's not a covenant or it's not a contract in the way that we so easily want to default to think about it. Of God will do this and you do your half and he does his 50% and so on. Mm. And here's the way God gotcha as long as you stay in these lines. But instead, it's just God just lavishing all of these things on us. Yeah, awesome point. There is no when you do this, if yeah. you do this, and when you do this. Then I will separate. Yeah. 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 And just, just to go with what Kelly was saying um, in verse 13, right? As a father pities his children, mm. so the Lord pities those who fear him. He knows our frame. He remembers mm -hmm. that we are dust. This is talking about the character of the one who is making the promises to us. Mm -hmm. And that's that's one of the things that sticks out to me in, in Psalm 103. It's, it's telling us the character of the covenant maker, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. which is actually foundational to, you know, knowing that you can trust the promises he's making, yep. is that his character, he's the God who, he sees us like a father sees his children yeah. with pity, mm -hmm. you know, um, and he, he, he actually knows our frame. And I, I know just in my mind, I jump ahead to Jesus coming to this earth and living among us okay. and actually experiencing what we experienced. Yeah. And like he has intimate knowledge of our suffering. Mm -hmm. You know, he has intimate knowledge of, of the struggles that we go through. But even here in the Old Testament, you have God saying, you know, I, I understand that you're weak. I understand your weakness, I, your mm -hmm. weakness. I under and that's the character of the one who wants to make this covenant mm -hmm. with us. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of times, you know, when we think about Old Testament, I think we mentioned before, when we think about Old Testament God and he's like all stern and he's like, do this or you die, you know. But <laughs> but here we have this picture, <laughs> we have a picture of a compassionate God. And yes. he's like, I get it. In the it. Old Testament. In the yes. Old Testament, yes. Yes. you know, yeah. like, I get it. You guys, the, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. That's God in the mm -hmm. Old Testament mm -hmm. saying that. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate this, this pointing forth to Jesus. This is what totally it's, it's, it's alluding to. Uh, what, while you were talking, I was thinking that, you know, sometimes people say, well, Jesus, I mean, he was, he was really God and God came into man. So he doesn't really understand. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking if he was God who has infinite knowledge 
uh, by, by saying that comment, you're saying that humanity knows something of which God is not, and so you believe in a limited God. Mm -hmm. But if this infinite God who knows everything comes into human experience, he knows the human experience even more than humanity would. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So it, rather than being a limitation of being God and man together or human together, that God is he knows the human experience all the more, right. which makes really vivifies verse 14. Mm -hmm. He knows our frame. Okay. He yeah. made it and he created it and he and but and he lived in it and he remembers that we are dust. For he he who made dust became dust for us. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, on, on multiple levels. All right, all right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Kelly and and especially. Well I wanted to bring up just a practical analogy that comes to mind to illustrate verses thirteen and fourteen. Thirteen and fourteen. That he is a father that pities his children and he knows our frame. Uh, over the last week I've gone exercising a few times with my dad and my youngest brother. And my dad uh, my my dad can hike or and run and walk for many miles. My dad can go on like 40 mile bike rides and he's fine. And we went on a bike ride with my youngest brother and you know, I struggling like after two miles. And it actually requires almost more strength on my dad's part because, you know, if you go up a hill slowly, it's a lot oh, yeah, harder sure, than going sure, up sure, fast. Sure, sure, sure. And so, but my dad will go slowly to not pass my youngest brother <laughs> to know that he's still with him. And he's talking, he's like, you okay there, buddy? He's like, yeah, this is kind of hard. He's like, it is hard. And I see my dad like struggling <laughs> too because he didn't do it the easier way. Yeah. Um, and also we went on a hike a few, a few days ago and, you know, my youngest brother's all the way in the back and he's just like, this is hard. My dad's like, yeah, it is hard, buddy. And he's just, he's next with it. And my dad's not, man, this kid's so slow. Mm -hmm. He's not as fit as I am. And, but it's just my, and we'd even say like, dad, do you want us to like be with you? He's like, no, I just like hanging out with my kid. Mm -hmm. This is great. Right. And, and that is the heart of a father and of our father mm -hmm. that he, he stays with us. He doesn't criticize our weakness, but he has compassion and pity and his desire just to bring us even closer to even his level of fitness in this mm -hmm. analogy. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. the, the, the one of the things that, again, connects these benefits where God keeps expanding them, where he says in, in verse 10, for he has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities, mm -hmm. for as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy. In verse 12, as far as the east is from the west. This, so God hasn't dealt with us according to our sins, which means that he's removed them right far from us. So he showed us this mercy that is so high, right? As the heavens are higher than the earth. And he's using this spatial thing to try to illustrate the fact that when you, when you sit down and at a, at a lake, cause I grew up near Lake Michigan and it's crazy that for me, when I first went to the ocean, I didn't. I wasn't really able to see the difference because I can't see to the other side of Lake Michigan either. Mm. So when people are like, well, a lake <laughs> is, you know, this little small body. And for me, I'm like, yeah, that's a pond. But I'm like, Lake Michigan is like, you can't see the other side <laughs> of the lake. Mm. You know, I'm in Illinois and Chicago. I can't see Michigan from this side of the lake. And you're saying from east to west, he's like, this is how far I've removed. So when you go searching for your sin, it can't even be seen. And when we deal with the mercy of God, right, the, the, height, the height by which God is mercy, merciful above you and his capacity to do that, he's like, this is why I haven't dealt with you according to your sin. Because as the heavens are high, this is where the mercy I've shown. This is how far I've removed the thing that was separating us, which shows the hatred that God has in his covenant for that separation. This is how bad I want to be with you. I'm going to take this thing and I'm going to throw this thing as far away as possible where you can't even see it. Mm. And it just tells us, stop looking for those issues. Mm. Stop digging up the past. Stop going back to those mistakes that have created the separation between you and God. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I, 
I don't know, it, it, it doesn't necessarily flow from what he was saying, but I was just thinking, you know, we, we passed over verse 7. Mm. We didn't really discuss it. Um, and we're kind of headed to, you know, moving forward. But I thought it's important because we said gospel according to Moses. Yes. Um, in talking about the fact that this is God in the Old Testament. Yes. And a lot of times, you know, God in the Old Testament is vilified. Um, but in verse 7, he says he made known his ways to Moses, mm. right? So we're seeing this picture of God that is being explained here that we're, that we're waxing eloquent on how amazing and how marvelous and kind and loving that God is. This is the picture he made known to Moses is what it's saying, right? Mm. And then later on when um, in verse 18, when he's talking to, to such as keep his covenants, to those who remember his commandments to do them. Mm-hmm. Like all of these things that we're talking about is in the context of the commandment giving God who was revealed to Moses, mm-hmm. right? So right. this is the God that we're talking about. And I think it's important to remember that, especially, you know, when we think about Old Testament, New Testament God, you yes. know, that this quote Old Testament God this is actually what he looks like. Mm-hmm. He's that compassionate God. Oh, spot on. I mean, this is totally where we're the direction. This is the, the climax uh, that we're getting at, that this is the same God, Old same Testament God. and New Testament. Mm-hmm. And I love that the, the pointing to Jesus, the benefits, the, the forgiving, I mean, all we, we believe in one promise and one God. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I want to, to, to it's kind of, I think it's just natural for us to go to verse 20 at the end of that uh, the mm-hmm. chapter, because he goes into this kind of triple, quadruple, you know, pray session that he goes into. <laughs> right. So verse 20 says, Bless the Lord, you angel, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you hosts, you ministers of his, who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, all my soul. Like, you like all the benefits. Yeah, you got yeah. health care, you got uh, <laughs> eternal care, you got, you know, afterlife care. Anyway, I'm, I'm messing around, but you got all this going on. This, this chapter is so so full of benefits and he busts out into praise and this is the same God of Moses. Yes. The gospel of Moses. And look at the, Ma- this Mount Sinai God. That's yeah. right. And look at he's calling upon the angels. Mm. He's calling on everyone in all dominion, right, to say that the excitement of what God has covenanted with him, the angels should be rejoicing, mm. right? And, and it's almost like, you know, when um, my son just recently had a birthday and it's crazy that when he's opening his, his uh, a couple gifts that he got, my younger two daughters, right, they got excited, right, when he's pulling out his gifts, <laughs> right? So it's like, oh, grandma got me a skateboard, right? And so they're like, oh, Zed, and they're like hugging, yeah, yeah, right, your dreams came true, right? Because <laughs> he was asking for a skateboard. And, you know, me and my wife are like cracking up because normally you see kids crying like, oh, I want a skateboard or I didn't get this for my birthday. But in their experience, they're like, yeah, let's bless the Lord. They're all praising and excited because he also received the gift. Mm-hmm. How many of you are excited about this gift mentioned in Psalms 103? We need to be exp- uh, extolling praisey angels and praisey all creation for all the good things that God has promised both in the Old Testament and the New Testament in the four Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but also the Gospel of Moses. Hopefully that uh, you've seen that we believe in one God that is the God of the Old Testament and the Old Covenant and the New Testament and the New Covenant. And I want to say praise the Lord. How many of you, is that your prayer? Amen. Amen. Yeah. Hopefully that's your prayer as well. We're going to continue our discussion and our study on the topic of the covenant in the next uh, 10 weeks or so, and we're going to look at different problem, problematic texts, seemingly problematic texts in the New Testament, so you don't want to miss those episodes. So stay with us, and we'll see you next week.
You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.